Welcome to the Light Leaders Podcast, where I'll show you how to step into the light leader that you were born to be. If you're wanting to align with your soul purpose, activate your psychic abilities, and to create an impactful and abundant business, you're in the right place. My name is Athena Bailey, and I'm a trans channeler, a kinesiologist, and a business coach. And I'm here to remind you of the divinity you have within you the sole purpose that guides you through life, and how through your business, you can create the huge spiritual shift into 5D that we're all here for. In this podcast, you'll receive spiritual teachings for your business, manifestation techniques to quantum leap, channelings with energetic activations, and tried and tested business strategies specifically for spiritual entrepreneurs. If you're ready to kickstart your ascension and align with your higher self, let's get started. Hello and welcome to this episode of Light Leaders. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I've had a super busy week. We started the Channeling Spirit Academy launch last week and we had so many people signed up for the Psychic Activation free training. I think we just had over 500 people. So it was this massive container and it's just been so amazing hearing all the transformations feedback that everyone is having and we've opened the doors for Channeling Spirit Academy and we've already welcomed 20 people in and I'm looking forward to welcoming in some more new people this week. Uh, If you would like to join us uh, you can check out the link that's inside the info of this podcast episode. And today I'm going to be talking about something a little bit more general, but an advanced perspective of it. So what I mean by that is in this episode, I'm going to be talking to you about your spiritual team, right? And you already probably know some of the people in your spiritual team, some of the guys that you may have. But one of the big things that people always ask when they come for sessions is me is, Athena, who are my guides? Who are my spiritual team? Who is it that is working with me? And it's kind of like that first point of call. People want to know when they close their eyes, they meditate, they pray, who's there for them? Who loves them? Who is connecting to them? And so that's something that I want to talk a little bit about today. So the first thing I want to say is that you have your higher self. Your higher self is your first point of contact, right? For most people connecting with their higher self, their higher self is on that fifth dimensional level. That's a higher self for most people that they are connecting. That is a higher self that you are here to embody and integrate in this lifetime through accessing your soul purpose, through aligning with it, and through your ascension process. That is a higher self that you are already closest to. Now, it's interesting because when I teach channeling, this, the higher self, when we do that channeling of the higher self, it's often the hardest part of the entire channeling work that we do. People find it often so much easier to channel crystals or to channel star beings or angels because the higher self is so close to you energetically already. Like you're probably constantly speaking to your higher self, but you kind of just don't realize, right? You're not used to it. Uh, You're sorry, you're not used to actually identifying, oh, that's my higher self. 
And that's normal because your higher self is kind of always talking to you, but for most people, they don't know what the voices are in their heads. Because in our society, we're not taught to be mentally disciplined and we don't value it. So, you know, we're oftentimes we're encouraged to be physically disciplined, we say, or society tells us. It doesn't matter if you don't feel like getting out of bed, get up, go to the gym. It doesn't matter if your body is screaming sleep more. It's 6 a.m. You go and work out because you want to be fit. It doesn't matter if you're craving chocolate. You know it's bad for you, so you don't eat it. You know, we really push and encourage this physical discipline. But what's missing a lot of the time is mental discipline because the mind loves to chatter. It just loves to make noise. It loves to distract us. And in a lot of meditation practices, what we're actually doing is we're quieting the mind so we can bring focus back into what's actually truly happening. Not just kind of going around in circles with the distractions, but being focused. And that's when we start to hear the other voices. So that voice that you're kind of always hearing chatting that oftentimes questions you, doubts you, that's your ego. So I want to give an example, you know, because you'll probably have your intuition, your ego, your higher self constantly talking to you throughout the day. And that conversation is going to look like, let's say you hired a business coach, right? Or you were about to hire a business coach, you were trying to make that decision. This is what the conversation with the three voices would look like. The intuition, which is a physically embodied thing. It is not a psychic ability in the sense that it's not related to clairvoyance or clairstinence or clairaudience. It is actually a fully embodied sensitization of energy. So if you think of your body as a tuning fork or as a pendulum, when you talk about something, feel into something, your body responds to that energy frequency. And so as you're going Ooh, is this business coach right for me? And your body goes, yes, yes, yes. It's because your intuition is energetically tuning into it, just like you would with a pendulum, and it's telling you, yes, this is right for you. So your intuition or your body is saying, yes, this is right for you. And then you probably have something going on in your head. And oftentimes you have the ego, the logical mind, and then the higher self coming in. So the ego might sound like, you're not gonna have enough money for it. And how can you actually justify spending that much money? How is everybody else in your life going to react? What is your mom gonna do when you tell her just how much money you spent on that? And who do you think you are getting out there, put, putting yourself out there, being visible, sharing your gifts? Like what, you think you're that good? Yeah, right, who's gonna pay you that much money? So that's an example of what the ego sounds like puts you down, it makes you doubt, it plays on your insecurities, right? And then we also have the higher self. Now the higher self is a voice that's going to come through and it's going to say, I don't know, my intuition is telling me it feels good, it feels right, and I know I have a sole purpose here, and at what point am I going to really fully go all in and decide, hey, I don't want to work at this nine to five. That's not bringing me joy and it's not helping anyone. At what point am I really truly going to start believing in myself and take action towards my goals? And I trust myself. And because I trust myself, I'm going to back myself and decide to go all in. So that's an example of what the higher self can sound like when you're making these decisions. 
Now, the key thing is these two voices are always going on in the back of your mind, right? They're constantly there talking back and forth. And so people don't realize what the difference is actually. And because of that, when we connect and we start to channel the higher self, people are like, that sounds like the voice I kind of always hear. And it's then when we move into channeling your guides and your angels, you go, oh my God, that voice that I was hearing, that was my higher self. I didn't realize it. And it might be a moment when you're just sitting in quiet meditation and you hear this. It's time for you now. It's time for you to step forward and create a business. For example, if you hear something like that, that is a perfect sign of your higher self giving you guidance out of the blue. And so you've got these voices that are kind of constantly happening um, on a day-to-day basis. But then when we want to extend past that, when we want to extend past and go, what support do we have outside of it? So we spoke about the higher self being on that fifth dimensional frequency. But once we bypass the higher self, once we go above the higher self, like what's above the higher self? Is there a higher self? Why, yes, there is. So once we bypass a higher self, we actually connect to the monadic self, which is the your higher self. It exists within this tribe, right? We call that a soul tribe, which is where a group of soul extensions that vibrate to the level of your soul are all connected into. And there are 12 of those in like, if you call it a soul pod, right? And they're all connected into a monad. Now, monad is like, the higher selves, higher self, right? It's the evolution, except the soul is ever evolving. And I know this is quite a trying to wrap your head around. It can be confusing. So I'm basically going to just take you through the different levels of the soul, the soul you have inside of your body. Now, an extension of that is the higher self because all of the energy that is the higher self could not fit inside of your body. Above your higher self, you have your monad. Above your monad, you have the connection to God's source, which we are always coming back to. And so your soul exists on these different planes and these different levels. You're always connected to that God source. And in that monad, you have these soul extensions, right? And you have 12 of these souls and they are really an extension of you. But then the monad also has 12 other soul pods. So that's 12 times 12 soul pods with all these souls extensions that you vibrate on a soul level with. And your soul's development is really affected by what the other souls in your soul pod are doing. Now, most people, when they say soulmate, it is not someone who is specifically from that soul pod. Now, the reason why that is, if you think of a soul pod, it's kind of like a franchise, right? So let's say, um, let's say Starbucks, right? I'm going to give you an example of Starbucks. So you've got 12 Starbucks open. One Starbucks is doing really, really well. It's making so much money. You know, it's just businesses uh, booming. You've got another Starbucks. The Starbucks is not doing so well. It's not making much money. And so the owner of all the franchises of Starbucks goes, you know what, let's shut down the one that's not doing well and put all of that energy focus we were putting into that Starbucks into the one that's thriving. And that's kind of what your soul pod does. Because once any soul in your soul pod ascends, all of you ascend. 
right? And so all of the different other 11 extensions in your soul pods are all on their own soul path, having their own soul experience. You know, they're incarnated into different places. It's very rare that you're even incarnated on earth at the same time. Half of them are probably being guides to you. Now, if you're on a spiritual path, it's very likely that slowly the other soul extensions are going to stop incarnating in other places and are going to start becoming guides to you. Because if you're here on a very soul purpose-led path and you're on an ascension path and another soul extension of yours is, you know, has not reached a spiritual awakening in another planet and it's still quite far from it, they might just incarnate back to be being one of your guides so that they can support you. Because they know that once you ascend, they ascend too. Because the soul pod, that's how they work. And it might just be, like, if you're already on your soul purpose, you might just have you and one other soul who is um, incarnated at this current time and everyone else is supporting you. But you are very rarely incarnated on the same planet at the same time with someone who is on your from your soul pod. It's kind of like... You're not going to have, like the Starbucks analogy I used, it's kind of like having a Starbucks two in the same city. It's like, okay, two in the same suburb, I should say. That's a better analogy, right? They actually spread them out, and it's kind of like making their chances better, putting it in different situations to support each other. And because these soul extensions are really you, they're not necessarily um, as helpful for your growth because they're... Um, so similar to you. And this isn't the twin flame connection. I'm talking about something different here. I'm talking about soul extensions. Now then we start to move into um, the soul pods, the other soul pods that exist within your mode now. Now this is when most people come into, they meet their soulmate or they have soulmate friendships, soulmate clients, you know, whatever that is. Most of the time, it's from those other soul pods because those are the ones that are still, they resonate to you on that monadic soul level, but they're not kind of in that, I don't want to say competition, but essentially it is. It's, you know, who's going to get there fastest and, oh, this person's going to get there fastest, so let's stop incarnating and just support them as guides to help them ascent. That's what your soul pod is doing. And so I know this is a really kind of like full on concept and it's not the easiest to explain. It's one of those concepts that's easiest with visuals, but hopefully that's making sense as I'm explaining it. So you have this whole higher self, monadic self, um, soul resonant soulmates. And the reason why I say this, because one of the, some of the people on your spiritual team, right? When I connect to your spiritual team, I often see like soul sisters or soul brothers and it's guides, right? And it's guides and they can be, you know, oftentimes Assyrian or sometimes they're angelic or they're a humanoid, whatever they are. But I feel this vibration where I'm like, oh, this is a soul brother or a soul sister or a soulmate, right? And I actually feel like this is a guide that's coming from that soul pod that's resonating with you and leading you and that's very common I feel that a lot and it's um they just feel like family essentially and so it's a really different level and so you definitely have a few guides at least who come from the same soul pod so along with your higher self 
you also have these other higher selves that are because it's your higher self who is connected on this soul pod, right? And so you have all these other higher selves who are also supporting you and assisting you. So just kind of get your mind around that because I know that's a pretty heavy concept to even think about. So that's one of the beings on your spiritual team. Everybody's spiritual team makeup is different. I've tuned into some people and it's like completely galactic and I'm like, whoa, hello, <laughs> hello, starseed. <laughs> Then I've tuned into some spiritual teams and it's super angelic and I'm like, oh, hello, earth angel. And then I tune into some people and it's all goddess energy. And I'm like, you are definitely serving the divine feminine council in this lifetime. And so everybody's spiritual team makeup is so different, right? Because your soul history, your soul blueprint is so unique. And that's why in channeling, like Channeling Spirit Academy, every single week we channel a different dimensional being because you have a connection to one more than any other. And when you start channeling that one, it's going to come to you so much easier than any other dimensional being, right? So everybody has a higher self. Everybody has angels, some more than others. If you vibrate a lot with the angelic realm, and when we speak about the angelic realm, there are so many levels to it. You know, we've got the seraphim, the cherubim, the angels, the earth angels. It is in and of itself, when we think of creation, right? So you have humans, types of humans, and having different evolutions. Angels are their own level of development, right? They're a, completely, um, they're a completely different form of evolution. And they have their own. So you have like guardian angels who evolve into angels, who evolve into um, cherubim, who evolve into seraphim, Elohim, right? And so there's so many of these different layers. And so if you've spent a lot of time working with angels in previous lifetimes, then you're going to really resonate with them. Now, for most times, like the seraphim, they don't work with humans that much, you know. Oftentimes they're working in creation of like species, races, planets, worlds, all of that. So you're not gonna often work with all of them, but you are definitely going to work with archangels and your own team of angels. And every single one of us has a guardian angel that is supporting you, loving you, guiding you. And they're the ones who are really, someone's got a very loud motorbike outside my window. I don't know if you can hear that. There they go. Um, so what was I saying? Angels are perfect. I'll let him pass. <laughs> so angels are perfect to turn to if you're just needing support, if you're needing love, if you're needing some, like that deep loving support because not all guides are lovingly supportive and i mean they all come from a space of love and light but for example right and i've had this happen in channeling sessions channel someone an angel comes through the angel's like we love you so much we're supporting you you know we were um here's some guidance go this way you've got this and then i'll connect to someone else's spiritual team and they have goddess kali in there and kali is the destroyer and she's amazing she's this powerful being of light but she is full on and she does not come through like that the way she comes through is it is time to drop the bullshit it is time to clear the layers 
and it's time for you to let go of this. You've been playing small. She calls you on her shit. And so it's not like this warm fuzziness, you know, it's a different kind of energy, but it's still loving, but it's a different kind of loving. And so on your team, you have angels. They're always kind of supportive, loving, gentle. They're never really usually going to kick your ass, right? That's, that's not their role. They're not going to call you out on your shit usually. They're there to give you unconditional love. Then you have your guides. Now, when we say guides, it's kind of like this broad term because what are guides? You know, they can exist in various dimensions, various formats. And so I'm going to talk about guides generally as souls who we have contracts with. And I'll talk about contracts, soul contracts, karmic contracts um, in another Light Leaders episode. But just for now, going into this you generally have the guides that you already have soul connections with. So here it's like the beings in your soul pods, your soul extensions. They're gonna be there functioning as your guides. It might've been teachers from previous lifetimes. It might've been brothers, fathers, mothers from previous lifetimes. It might be types of ascended masters who have taken you on as a guide. And so it's a really kind of broad broad statement because you could have anyone like I've connected with people who have various goddesses um you know Athena or Isis or Yamanja you could have spirit animals even they show up as guides ascended masters and so it's this really kind of broad range when we say spirit guides and it's almost like your spiritual team but it's not I don't find that spirit guides encompasses your angels because the angels aren't always there for guidance. Sometimes they're there for love and support and they're just as important and just as needed as a spirit guide. So I refer to it as spiritual team because it's a team that's there for us. So your spiritual guides are the ones that most of the time you have communications with. They're the ones who you go, okay, I'm struggling with this. I need support with this. How do I get here? What are you working on me on? And it's always really interesting to hear when a new guide comes in, what they're supporting you on. And so as an example, you can have like ascended masters. So ascended masters are the humans. They have had a human incarnation and they've ascended. They've gone through that process that you are going through now. And then you can have guides who have never had a human experience. You know, there are plenty of, on my spiritual team, there's plenty of Syrian guides. And then you have the guides that are playing a very heavy role in your life. So there are some guides who have been with you your whole life. Very common, those are ancestral guides. So, you know, you might have a grandma that passed away before you were born that stayed on with you the whole time. And I've had it come through in sessions as well with clients it's very common and and some of them who are quite new to you like they've only just come on and it's very common you know you'll have guides who are helping you in your business guides who are helping you with money guides who are helping you with healing with romantic relationships and oftentimes when a client comes to see me and they say I really want to pour it with my romantic relationship I go okay great the first thing I do is I go which one of her guides is supporting her in her romantic relationships and usually one or two guides step forward and those are the one I ask about. I'm not going to go ahead and ask the guide who's supporting her in healing her thyroid issues about her romantic life. That guide could care less, right? Because that's not their role. So guides are really role specific in the way that they're actually supporting us. And 
oftentimes when I connect to someone's spiritual team, a guide will step forward. And the first guide that steps forward is always the highest priority message because they're like, this needs to be communicated. So we also have guides. Like I said, we have guides who have worked with us for some of them our whole life. Some of them, they come and they go. Some come on at a certain age, stay for the rest of our life. Some um, come and go at different ages. They might come back again, depending on what it is that we need support with. And some guides you might be familiar with. So like I said, Kali, you know, she comes through to clear, to shift, to allow you to let go of things and make room for the new. So she might come in every single time. It's time for you to leave, let something go. Maybe a relationship, maybe a job. She might have worked with you multiple multiple times and might be coming back in. It's also possible to call a guide in. And this is absolutely an exercise that you should be doing. If you are reading about a certain guide, connecting about a certain guide, you can absolutely call them in and ask them to work with you. You know, so Saint Germain, he's one of my guides I talk about a lot. If you're not used to working with him, he's an ascended master. He helps with transmuting old karmic energy and um, spiritual evolution. Call him in, ask him for support to work with that. We have all these beautiful guides who are wanting to support and help us. Call them in, ask for their support. Because remember, all of these guides are working with free will as well. So it's important that if you want help, that you ask for it. Because that's where they're really going to be able to support you the most. And usually for most people, the head guides, you know, they're already familiar with it. Like I have plenty of people who come to me and say, oh, I know Goddess Isis is working with me. Or I know Archangel Michael is working for me. Because your head guides, they make them, they make um, themselves known to you. So for example, one of my head's guides is Ashtar. You might know Ashtar Command. And it's interesting because I only found out about him when I was 19. He actually, some of you have heard the story, um, but it was middle of the night, I was asleep, and suddenly I saw someone come into my room, the center of my room, and it was like this light being, and it kept saying, Ashtar, Ashtar, Ashtar. And I freaked out, because <laughs> I have a, I didn't, like, from the past, when things came to me at night, it was not always a good experience. And this was so vivid, and I kind of, I called my angels in, because I was already channeling at that point, and I asked them, is this safe? Like, is this a being of light? And they said, yes, it's fine. But I was just too freaked out and I was like, oh no, and I went back to sleep. <laughs> um, and anyway, the next morning I woke up and I just had Ashtar, Ashtar stuck in my head. And so I Googled it and I learned all about this Ashtar being and I was like, wow, you know, and I really consciously started working with him after that. And over the years, we've developed a really good working relationship, I want to say, because a lot of he is predominantly working with light workers who are stepping into their soul purpose and are helping Earth um, ascend into 5D. That's his role. He's literally guiding the Earth. And it's really interesting because I actually learned that his twin flame, um, like, because we have twin flames, but so do um, spiritual guides, right? So um, Goddess Isis has a twin flame. But Ashtar's twin flame is Goddess Athena. And I am named Athena. And I was like, wow, my soul is really wanting to work with him as a guide in this lifetime. And, you know, so many of the times we do trans channeling with him or in he helped me put together various programs too and channel through information. 
when he works with me, it's a lot less for me, but he uses me as a channel, as a vessel to bring through information, transformation. And he'll say, Athena, you need to provide this or bring this or say this to people. And so it's not so much that he's working directly on me, but he uses me as kind of a vessel to bring through information from him. But he's one of my main guides and I have a really strong connection with him. I'm also very strongly connected to Goddess Isis and Saint Germain. And so we have these strong guides that we're aware we're working with. And you probably already know, you're like, you know, I've prayed a lot to and I've worked with a lot with Archangel Michael, for example. That's a really common one. So you'll know and you have a link there with them. So we have these head guides who are working with us. And we can absolutely call them in. Reminder that we want to do that. So whether that's in your meditation, your prayer practice, because then they are supported. Now, then we are supported in whatever it is that we are manifesting. You know, we can have spirit animals too. I've spoken a bit about that. Um, elementals, like there really is no, like it would take me hours to list out all the potential possible types of guides you could have and they all come from different dimensions and different layers of reality but what they are all have in common is that they love you unconditionally and they are serving the light that is always there and that does not change no matter what now one of the things that people ask me you know especially if you're not a channel and you're not you know you're not having open communications with is who do i actually ask for help to and sometimes we do like this general prayer to our guides and our team and i'm actually going to say whilst it's beneficial to work with your guides the first prayer should not be made to them. So let me explain that a little bit. At the start, I talked about the journey of the soul, the higher self, the monad, and it all connects up to God's source, right? Everything in our universe connects up to God's source. Um, source created, I'm going to say God. Like, when I say God, I refer to source, love, and light. However you want to refer to it. I'm comfortable with this um, term God. I know for some people, if you're coming out of Christianity into new age... It can be triggering, but that's the term that I like to use and I'm comfortable with, so I'm going to use that. So God essentially, he created these kingdoms. You know, we have the animal kingdom, the human kingdom, the angelic kingdom. They all have a different form of evolution. Our hum human kingdom, we each have a soul that evolves. Animals, they often have a collective soul, which is really interesting to think about. Um, so we're on this journey of evolution right and we are coming back to god's source as is everything else it expands out and it comes back in it's called brahma the in-breath and the out-breath out of expansion and right now we're in the out-breath of creation before then the in-breath comes in and we return back to god's source so essentially we have all these beings all these guides in our universe at different evolutions, different spiritual evolutionary levels, all with one thing in common. They are all serving God, or you can say serving the light. You know, I'm serving the light, I'm serving love, and to me, the source of love and light is God, so I'm serving God in this lifetime. As are your entire spiritual team. 
you know, when you talk to Ascendant Masters, a lot of them, you know, they talk about how important it is to check in with God every day, to ask what you need to be doing and how you can be of service. This is an exercise that, um, who was it? It was Kathumi, one of the Ascendant Masters. He gave me, he asked me to every single day connect to God and ask, how can I be of service? What do I need to do? And so when I'm in a position where I'm like, I really need help, I will actually go up to God first and I will say, please, I need help with. Now, the reason I go to God and not, you know, my spirit guides in general is because ultimately they are all serving God. And there might be a spirit guide that I don't know of that God will call in and go, hey, you go help her and send this angel and send that being all to go help her. And he's going to appoint all these people to help me on my spiritual team. And then I can go and I can sit with my spiritual team and they're all like, yep, we heard you. We were sent. We're here to support you. Now this is what you need to do. Or you can have that conversation with God. That's up to you. And so in the spiritual world, the new age world, I'm seeing this like disconnection where some people are like, oh, um, we pray to God or we pray to the universe. And to me, like it's all connected. But like the creator or God or love and light source created all of these beings, created this universe that we live in, and it all functions together. So yeah, I can ask my spirit guides for help absolutely. When I'm really feeling stuck, I call on that higher source that is in communication with all the beings in the universe. So I'm sent extra support if I need it. And then I work with the universe, which is a creation of God of all that is, the universe, all that is available to us now in this universe, because there are multiple universes, but in this specific universe, we have these universal laws. So then I work in alignment with the universe and the law of attraction, the law of magnetism, the law of action to make the, the, these things happen whilst I'm working in conjunction with my spiritual team who have been sent and appointed to not necessarily by my higher self, maybe by my monad, but oftentimes by God. So that's how all of the moving parts fit into me because a lot of people, they say, well, how does my higher self fit in? And how does God fit in? And where does the universe come in? And who do I pray to? And where do I go to for help? And so for me, you know, every single day I connect to God. I ask for my prayers. Um, I say, thank you, I, which is my gratitude. And then I connect to my spirit guides and go, all right, so what do we got to do? Focus with me. What do I need to heal? What do I need to shift? What do I need to work on? And if there's something specific that I'm working on, if I'm like, all right, today I'm working on, um, you know, I want to heal this thing. I might call an Archangel Raphael or a guide I know specifically for healing. Or I'll ask my team who's helping me with healing and then speak to that specific being. And once they're like, okay, so you've got this guide who's working with you for this. I'm like, great, how am I going to make that happen? All of these ways, perfect. And then I connect back into my body, into my energy here. And I start working in alignment with the universe to manifest it, to make it happen. And so it's not about just working with God, just working with spirit guides, just working with the universe. Oh, guy with the motorbike is back. <laughs> He's doing a lapse around my neighborhood. Um, it's about working in conjunction with all of them because it's all there to support you, right? Um, you're so, so, so supportive. People underestimate just how much they're supported. And then the first time they like they experience it, and I see it a lot in my sessions and in Channeling Spirit Academy, 
like they just cry and and cry because they're like oh my god I am so loved and I like this happens in every single channeling spirit academy round I ever teach but there's always someone on like usually it's like week four five or six that they really channel for the first time and embody it and they just feel so much love that they cannot stop crying and they just sob the whole time and like every student looks at them and goes oh my god are they okay they're crying and i'm like it's good it's good don't you worry and then they start going i'm just feeling so much love like i can't handle it and it's like you have no idea just how loved you are and so many people live their life you know without the belief the true program of i am loved i'm supported god my spirit guides they all want the best for me and if i truly believe that and line up with that and live my life by that i can work in conjunction with the laws of the universe to make the life that i desire to manifest what i actually desire and so i really want you to tune into that into that love and know that they are rooting for you they want the best for you then they are always making doing whatever they can to support you and i know sometimes life can be hard and you're like well why is this so hard why am i struggling with this and oftentimes it's because there is something we haven't healed we're learning a lesson like it's our own stuff and junk that we need to work through right because we're still having a human experience we're not just going to be handed everything and you know there it is it's done everything is perfect no problems that's not part of the human experience we're still here for soul evolution no matter how much we are here to serve we are still here for evolution because if we were done evolving we couldn't like actually embody the energies here right so all of this energy is around us and is supporting us all the time they're sending us this energy and so I just want you to know just how loved and supported you are by your spiritual team. <sighs> and most people don't know it just because they don't talk to them, you know. But I have lived my life speaking to them every single day for the past 10 years. And not only that, but I have spent thousands of hours speaking to other people's spiritual team. And time and time again... I cry from the amount of love that I feel oftentimes in those sessions because it's just so overwhelming and they always say we want to help you we love you here's guidance that we have for you they never leave them hanging they never leave them dry they never feel unsupported your team loves you so much um, and I really hope you know that Whew. so I hope that that gave you kind of a little bit of a map like a mentally something you can wrap your head around so when you're even when you're meditating you're like what voices is this coming through and who is this member and who do I pray to and all these questions you might have about communication hopefully this gives you a little bit of an idea of it now channeling spirit academy um it's going to teach you how to talk to each of those different levels because there are slightly different frequencies to access to tune into there are different ways for example that we channel light language then we do channel our guides but it's going to teach you how to actually connect with that and get the divine messages from them and honestly like i cannot imagine living my life not doing this like it seems so bizarre to me to think about having a life where i'm not 
receiving guidance around what I have to do or my soul purpose or my spiritual gifts or helping people. You know, sometimes when I come into contact with someone in my life who doesn't know what I do, you know, I meet them on the street and they're kind of like, I don't know what to do. I'm so confused. My first thought is always like, just ask your guides. I'm like, hold on, hold on. (laughs) This is a different world this person lives in um, to me. And I sometimes forget about that. And so it's really opening up those communication channels because that's what you're supposed to have. Now, channeling is not just a theoretical theoretical exercise. I'm not just going to be like, these are the steps. Because, you know, there is so much more to it than that. Channeling is an energetic exercise. It's an energetic experience. And so we're actually going to provide you with the energy work to shift your vibration to actually be able to hold and open up to these higher frequencies. And because we each have our own unique issues and blocks, you're also gonna get support to work through the blocks that are showing up specifically for you in the sessions that we do. So it's really, really a powerful container to support you. I'm not, it's not just gonna be videos that you're gonna get and you're gonna watch and you're gonna be like, okay, now I go off and do these steps alone. You're gonna be so supported. I'm gonna be talking to your guides the entire time too if there's something blocking you. You're gonna have practice sessions, coaching sessions. You'll have a group where you can check in and share or ask questions. So you're so supported through this entire process. Um, It really is, you know, and I know I'm tooting my own horn here, but it is such an incredible course and um, I have had such amazing feedback and the students that leave, you know, so many of them now are running their own businesses, they're channelers, the work they're doing is amazing. Um, So if you're interested, there'll be a link for Channeling Spirit Academy in this box. It's going to teach you how to trans channel indirect channel, how to manage your energy because you get energy work 101 in this so that you can be aware, be able to expand, hold capacity, clear yourself and have discernment. So how to channel your angels, your guides, your higher self, um, crystals, star beings, then do this work for others, light language, trans channeling, automatic writing. Like it is a three month intensive program, right? It's a mentorship. So if you have any questions about that, feel free to email me at athena at athenabailey.com or you can click on the link in the box. If you just click on this podcast, there'll be a little info box there and you can click on the link there that has all the information. And if you have any questions about this podcast and which I won't be surprised if you did because I went into some pretty, you know, advanced spiritual topics there. So if you do have questions about anything that I've said, please jump into the new Paradigm of Lightworkers Facebook group. You can find me there and I often do live trainings in there too. And you can follow me on Instagram at at starseed underscore awakening. And... I will see you on the next episode of Light Leaders. Thank you so much for joining in and I'll see you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Light Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Athena Bailey. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd be so grateful if you subscribed and left a review. Each month, I randomly pick someone who's left a review to win a one-on-one session with me. So if you'd like to win that, leave a review. Sending you so much love and I'll see you on the next episode of Light Leaders.